Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. November 6th, Monday Night Raw from the UK. We covered a lot of stuff this weekend. I had some news reports, Chris Jericho to New Japan. We had Impact Bound for Glory. I did a post-show there. There was UFC 217, probably the most momentous UFC show of all time. I'm a little under the weather right now, but uh, please bear with me. Tons of stuff uh, this weekend if you missed it on Fightful.com. A lot of exclusives, a lot of UFC contract news coming up. Let's go ahead and kick off with this Chris Jericho news. Alex Palowski, former associate editor of Fightful.com, what were your thoughts when you heard Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom? I thought that I wanted to be a fly on the wall of Vince McMahon's office. That's what I wanted. So let me let me explain what I've heard. I reached out to people in WWE this weekend, and uh, like I slept. Brian Rose, thankfully, our new associate editor, he's on the West Coast, and sometimes the the East Coast West Coast thing can be tough. It ain't when it comes to New Japan because I got David Tease and Brian Rose there covering this in the wee hours of the morning after I'm done with UFC. So I wake up and I find find out this news. So I send text to my usual people. And what I hear back is that Chris, they were told that Chris Jericho was a little little upset a few months ago because he asked about NXT being on his cruise, the the wow. Rock and Wrestling cruise. And not only was he, not only did they say no, they brought him in and like talked to him for an hour about why they didn't oh want to do it. And his thing from from what they're what at least a few people in WWE think is that he has been on record so many times saying, I'm loyal to WWE, I'm loyal to Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon is great, I will never work for anybody but Vince McMahon, that he thought that maybe they could work something out. They couldn't, and he was like, yeah, well, okay, we'll see. <laughs> and he's got... <laughs> he's got... Uh, Bring of Honor on his cruise and New Japan on uh, his schedule. How about that? Dang it. How about it? Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a brave it's a brave new world when uh Chris Jericho is like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, New Japan for me. Uh and that's that's huge. It's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I, I saw that and I was like, I what what is 2017 wrestling is what I thought when I saw that. I was like, I, I can't, I can't, I quite literally could not even. So that, that's going to help out United States subscriptions significantly for them. So good for them. Very good move. We will have full coverage of 
New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, as we do each and every year here at Fightful.com. But we got Monday Night Raw to talk about now, and they're this... This week, they're not just mailing it in. They got some stuff they're advertising. They got some big stuff. Two championship matches on tomorrow night's SmackDown. There was a title change tonight. There was a debut tonight. There was a guitar on a pole tonight. That also happened. Um, Miz showed up, and it was Miz TV with he and Kurt Angle. I thought the dialogue was average at best. Man, Kurt Angle today, like some of the lines that he reads, I'm just like, oh, man. It's rough, Alex. It is rough. Um, but uh, the, the Miz isn't rough. The Miz is, the Miz is your top champ in, 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 the, in the Fed. He's the top champ in all of um, WWE. Because, you know, if you're going to argue Brock Lesnar, you know, wake me up when he shows up more than once a month. Uh, and it's not gender. It's just not. So who, who else is it as far as the singles champs go? It's absolutely the Miz and his 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 stuff that he's been doing with 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 Baron Corbin on Twitter now uh, bleeding over into um, on TV, you know. And maybe I'm going to eat my words. Like I, I thought there was no shot they were going to have the Miz versus Baron Corbin at at Survivor Series, but it looks like they're going through with it. And honestly. I'm kind of cool with it now. Like the Miz is is absolutely the most babyface heel like that I've ever seen. Like I totally root for the guy because he's so good at it. We're going to talk about later, you know, stuff that happens between him and Braun. But he's he's beyond beyond great. Yeah. Miz says that Angle tried to disband the Miz Tourage. Like that makes me wonder if Angle shot up Bo with the mumps or something. Like injected him with a needle full of the mumps. Miz seems to think that Braun being added to Team Raw and him being attacked were some sort of conspiracy by Angle. Kurt kind of confirms that because he says that uh, Strowman being added to the Survivor Series team was contingent on him getting a match with the Miz tonight. This was a good reveal and a great reaction from Miz. Like 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 I said, Angle, some of Angle's lines are kind of wooden, but he played this up real well, man. Yeah. Um... My my favorite thing is just just Kurt being a, a, just being a damn dirty liar in yeah. this segment because because the Miz says the, the hey it, it proves what I'm saying that you were rewarding him for beating us up because you just gave him the the spot on the Survivor Series team immediately afterwards and and Kurt Angle says yeah had nothing to do with it but if you actually go go back and look at Kurt's tweet he was like because of what you did to the Miz last night. I'm putting you on the Survivor Series team. He basically just says, you made such an impression last night by destroying, implying this Raj that I'm putting you on the Survivor Series team. And honestly, if if Braun Strowman isn't your first pick for, for, for a match like this, I mean, you're doing it wrong. So, um, yeah, uh, that was great. Um, so the look on the Miz's face when he realized he was going to have to go up against Braun was priceless. Um, everything the Miz and the Miztourage did tonight was off the charts. Great. Yeah, yeah, I, I had, I really enjoyed their stuff. So, uh, moving on, <clears throat> guitar on a pole match. Elias doesn't have his guitar. He's bummed out about it. He teases playing Wonderwall, <laughs> which is, uh, pretty fantastic. I like that, but he heals the crowd. He's really good on the main roster. We've said this time and time again, but he's so so yeah. much improved. Yeah, um, uh, it's a kind of a, almost an inside joke because there's footage of them, I think, in Dublin over the weekend. Uh, him and Gallows and Anderson and Bo Dallas actually singing Wonderwall as the crowd sings along. It's magical, and it's why wrestling is amazing. Um, and so that was a great little inside joke. My favorite part of this whole deal, though, with him walking out to the ring and kind of absentmindedly holding a guitar over his shoulder and then looking at his hand, realizing there's nothing in it and kind of being <laughs> sad about it. <laughs> you'd, be shocked, um, you'd be shocked to learn that he was interrupted in the middle of his song. <clears throat> yeah. 
Booker T's asked if he's ever been hit with a guitar, and given him, I'm surprised he didn't bring up Jeff Jarrett, but he did bring up Eric Watts. Oh my God, <laughs> this is the, I mean, when you talk about nepotism, not not even the good Eric Watts, not the, not the no, one from Tough Enough who was fighting to no, to help his no. brother who had special needs and actually wrestled no. Max Swagger recently on NWA, but right. no, the bad Eric Watts. <laughs> Bad Eric Watts, the guy whose dad was the the president. Like, wasn't he the president of WCW at the time or something like that? And he said, yeah, my kid is going to be a big-time wrestler. And just go ahead and Google Eric Watts dropkick, and you find out how good a professional wrestler Eric Watts was. But they were oh, pushing yeah. that kid to the moon. And, uh, and the fact that Booker T compared Jason Jordan to Eric Watts uh, says it all. There wasn't a lot to this match. There was a nice drop kick and rolling northern light suplexes from Jordan. Then he wins. He cracks Elias with a guitar. There's no real story about this match. The match is later on backstage. Kurt Angle is like, this is going to be tough. So I hope you have thick skin. And I'm sure Jason Jordan's thinking, buddy, you don't even know. (laughs) But he adds Jason Jordan. To the Survivor Series team. I said on Twitter today, I was like, I hope that Jason Jordan turns on Team Raw, reveals that he was a plant and a hoax all along, and that Survivor Series or that SmackDown only did this. They screwed up Kurt Angle's life just yeah. to win a meaningless Survivor Series match. That's what I want. Yes. That's the culmination. Yeah, it's the only justification for what, what they've done. Like, they, they apparently. All, all the all the spoiler reports said that there were giant boos when he was announced in that backstage uh, oh, segment. And they really sweetened up the crowd noise during the backstage <clears throat> segment. But then they cut to the crowd, and you could totally hear them still booing. Yeah, they were still booing. Like, they – it wasn't just boo. <laughs> like, these these people were like this. Like, you could hear the tail end of the booze, man. <laughs> it was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Terrible, but fantastic. <clears throat> so, Jason Jordan's in the match. We hear that Roman Reigns is coming back next week. We'll approach that later. Uh-huh. Cesaro talking with a mouth guard, like, has got to be a rib at this point. I know he's got braces now, but it's got to be a rib. They talk, uh, he and Sheamus talk angle and they give him a title match it's, it's either a rib or just it makes vince laugh oh yeah it does that's it like that's it mike rome was like stoked to interview <laughs> sasha and bailey right he got some of that good english shit like he was, he was <laughs> hey everybody it was just the greatest <laughs> goddamn women to ever wrestle in wwe it's Bailey, and it's boss time. Like, he was pumped, man. He was yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some there's some energy drinks you can only get over in Europe. It's like, you know, ten times a Red Bull. I'm thinking he, he might have dipped into those. Somebody asked me to uh, expand on the tweet that I suggested that Jason Jordan and Angle have a match. Yeah, I just said that he should really mess up Kurt at Survivor Series, right? Kurt off for a couple of months. Jordan can heal on Raw or SmackDown, whatever it is. Like, you can say that he went, like, the extra mile. Like, SmackDown made him sign with Raw and, like, is still paying him, too. But now the whole roster hates him. And that leads up to the Royal Rumble. And maybe he's doing well. Kurt Angle eliminates him, and you can set up something after that. Right now, as a babyface, Jason Jordan ain't going nowhere. So you need yeah. to turn him heel, and you need to have him with a babyface people care about, and people care about Kurt Angle. So yep. and there you go. The Sasha Bailey promo was super buddy-buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Renee so. Young joined the Shield, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I think she did. Well, she tried to. Uh, she wouldn't be the first person to do it out of nowhere because apparently Triple H is super down with the Shield, even though he tried to destroy them for their entire existence and wanted to murder Seth Rollins recently at WrestleMania, and uh, and hates Roman Reigns. Um, I'm sure he, I'm pretty sure he put out a contract on Dean Ambrose at one point. Like 
the fact that if Triple H can join the Shield, it's fair game for anybody. Well, Renee Young makes more sense. <laughs> does she not? <laughs> That's true. That's does Renee no, Young she does have more sense? She doesn't have ties to the group. Backstage, Alexa Bliss calls Natalia an eccentric cat lady, and Charlie Caruso gets sassy. Sassy. Yeah. She goes, uh, 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 pardon me, lady. Didn't you run from Team SmackDown last week? And Alexa's like, nah, see, um, she was never champion when I was there. Like, she deflected it really well. Mm-hmm. Fine, fine. I like yeah. it. Sure. Asuka slaughtered Stacy Coates. Holy crap. Yeah. As I like to say, she beat that ass. Real proper on the AJ Green scale. Where do you put this ass kicking? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a it's above the AJ AJ Green. It's it's uh, AJ Green with that ass real proper. Not only that, the NFL was so terrified that they yeah. didn't even suspend the man. No, no, no they no, thought because... he was coming for them. <laughs> they would have had to hire so much extra security. They figured it wasn't even worth it. So, um, as, no, as I uh, said, I did a fight, I did a fight breakdown on our YouTube page and fightful.com. What does it tell you in an NFL fight when Adam Pacman Jones starts running and he goes, not my scene. I don't want to no. join this fight. No. I'd rather not. I'm out. Don't want to I'm do out. It. Well, that's the type of ass uh, kicking Oscar gave, uh, Stacy Coates. I love the modified Bubba bomb into the Oscar lock. That was real cool. It was great. Uh, excellent. Um, it, 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 again, now here's here's your story that you can tell. Um, Emma beats Emma gets beat by Oscar without a lot of problems, but she still gets in some offense. Oscar runs through jobbers. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, you tell the story of Oscar coming up against a Nia Jax, a Bailey, a Sasha Banks on Raw, and Alexa Bliss, and having the, there be a difference between those levels, and that. Totally makes sense to me, um, and I'm 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 down to see where they go with this. But Oscar, um, if if I'm booking it, like there's no way Oscar's not the sole survivor for Raw. Like she should run for like be. four people. Yeah. Uh, and basically, if Raw wins, Alicia Fox is on that Randy Orton legendary Survivor Series run shit. Like captain of two winning teams. Yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive, man. Let's talk about this weird, awkwardly short video that apparently only – I don't know if only we saw it. I don't know who saw it, but it just cuts to Alicia Fox on camera. Asuka, you're on. <laughs> and then it cuts away. Uh, right. yeah, it, was, it was a thing that was shown over Asuka exiting the arena after winning, but Asuka didn't react to it, so I don't think it was on the Jumbotron. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, so, But that's fine. I mean, yeah, if I'm, if I'm Alicia Fox, I absolutely put Asuka on the team. Uh, sure. But it was weird. I don't know if the, if the fans in the arena saw it or, mm-hmm. or what, but Asuka had mm-hmm. no time for it if it was being on the Jumbotron. She was too yeah. busy celebrating. Titus cuts a pretty good promo backstage saying Samoa Joe would be in trouble. Boy, was he wrong. Yep. Samoa Joe kicks his ass before he can get into the ring. Instead, Finn Balor answers uh, Samoa Joe's open challenge. They, they're really shoving the extraordinary man thing. As I, as I tweeted, I, at Sean Rossap, I'd rather hear ordinary broadcasters doing extraordinary commentary. Yeah, um, they're even screwing it up. They can't keep it, keep it straight. They keep calling him extraordinary man and his extraordinary things. That's that's not what the thing is. The thing is that he's an ordinary man. Who does it, like if you can't if you can't if your if your commentators can't keep it straight, <laughs> it's time for you to get a new tagline. Um, yeah, I I I hate it as well. Um, I did I did wish. I mean, I I think they mentioned it a few times, but I the story should be. These guys tried to murder each other for the ex- for the, like the extent of their time in NXT, and and had and had you know title match after title match. This is a uh, they they had a match in London, like NXT Takeover London, where <laughs> Finn dressed up as Jack the Ripper, a noted serial killer, as the babyface, and we were like, yeah, absolutely, we like this guy. Um, but I 
I thought that should have been like the story of the match as mm-hmm. opposed to, wow, look how great Samoa Joe moves for a fat guy, which yeah. was a lot of those kind of comments. And I was like, well, yeah, we know he's been on the main roster for months. You know, it was, it was just a weird. This is a good match. Okay. I think Finn Balor's hot streak in the ring is continuing because I used to really take a duty on his style, but he's hitting the kicks a little bit stiffer. He's adding in some new stuff. Joe can work that faster style. He can take everything. Production misses a lot on Finn Balor, too. I think that's one of the big things with me is, like, if production was better, and that's crazy yeah. to think. Because if if you ask WWE to put together a documentary, a, a two-hour documentary on Finn Balor and have it done by the end of December, it'd be awesome. It'd be incredible. Would. It'd be really great. But if you ask them to shoot a match between him and Samoa Joe, it ain't going to be that great. Because of these weird habits that they think they have to do. And now, oh my God, Josh Matthews is picking up on him. He's calling moves as oh. Yeah, well, it makes me think that like somebody above him heard it and they're like, Oh, you gotta do that. Yeah, we wanna that, sound like them. We wanna sound like the like where the big boys play. Um I'll talk uh, a little bit about impact. Well, actually, no, I'm gonna save it for a news update. I'll save it for a separate okay. video. Okay. Because we should touch on the fact that people have often said, you couldn't pay me to go watch Impact. <laughs> and now they're testing that. That show because, was so bad, man. It was oh, so man. not good last night. Oh, boy. They're putting out a casting call I'm, for extras. I'm telling you, you guys, I saw, I, saw pictures, I saw pictures of the house tonight. Wait till y'all see it. It's bad. It's real well, bad. Uh, yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, I mean, mean, like, it's even worse than you can imagine. <laughs> I can't wait to see these pictures. They're real You're putting bad. out a casting call for extras to get paid 50 bucks to come sit in the stands. They just, okay, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to save it for the news update. I'm going to do a news update about this tomorrow because those are doing real well on our YouTube page over at youtube.com slash Fightful. So I want to save it for that. Right. <laughs> Plus, I already gave you all the sweet Chris Jericho being pissed off nugget. Uh, there's a missed coup de gras. Joe hits a Uranagi. Balor ends up with a big double foot stop and a tope con hilo. The the offense that I thought was pedestrian a few months ago, he's really he's going all in on. I like mm-hmm. it. It's finding its place more and more. Uh, this ends in a double count out, but Kurt comes out and he's like, "Hell yeah, I like this. You're on my team." Fair. Makes sense. Absolutely fair. A little bit of something, too. I'm cool with that. The only problem is that that, uh, when talking about this match, uh, one of the major subplots is, can Finn Balor and Samoa Joe coexist on the same team? Uh, They're already putting out tweets about it, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, okay. Either brand supremacy is supreme, and they have to fight because they love Raw or they hate each other more. Like, which is it? Like, because you have guys who have hated each other for years on the same team, back and forth. So, I guess, whatever. It's just a weird thing. They have to shoehorn that in that subplot. Like, yes, I don't, I don't feel like there's a danger of Samoa Joe slapping the coquina clutch on Finn Balor during the Survivor Series match. But they want me to think that's a possibility, and that's stupid. Sasha Banks and Bailey defeated Alicia Fox and Nia Jax. Bailey is super over in the UK. It reminded me of Better Days. Yeah. Well, this is the thing: is that she's she's never been not over in the UK. Like the UK will always love her because they have a wonderful sing-songy chant that they can yell at her, and it's and they they, they love it, and it's great. It's really heartwarming. Because this is the kind of response that had you booked her correctly, she would be getting everywhere that she goes. Do you think that Gable you know? gets gets sung, sang to tomorrow night? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he deserves I it. really do. He does. There's an article up on Fightful.com about <laughs> him saying that promo class in NXT was gut-wrenching for him. Uh, that oh, is no. up on Fightful.com right now. Nia Jax gets caught cheesing for the camera after the commercial. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Don't know how I feel. Yeah. I, actually, I know how I feel about that. Like, good luck. What's the thing? Good luck, well, lady. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I, I listen. 
you to me it's hard for you to that what they were doing is they were showing her and promoting her and alexa bliss on total divas and on total divas she and alexa bliss are a total delight mm -hmm. they are wonderful together they are super fun and the best thing about the show the new season so it's if you want her to be that but only there and then when she's on raw she has to be this menacing hulk you know what i mean like there's there's obviously two sides to her and i think it's kind of cool that before the bell rings she's totally sweet and she's like your mom's best friend but but when that bell rings she'll she'll f you up I that's think not how they play it on tv though that's how they play it on total but, divas right but i'm saying there's a way for them to get around that and have her be the best of both worlds I think so too. I don't think they should pigeonhole her into being that one thing, especially you know when you're promoting her on a separate show that you're heavily promoting as being something completely different. Allow her to be both things. This is pretty fundamental, solid. Alicia took a gross bump to the outside. New hair Naya is using snake eyes a little more uh, lately. I like her adding that. Sasha's hot tag I thought was awesome. She did great. great. Like, she mm -hmm. didn't miss a beat. She hit all of her signature spots. I don't want to say all of her signature spots because she's got different ones with her knees all the time. Ends up beating Alicia. She looked really, really good. Sasha Banks was the star of this match by design, and it accomplished because I thought she did really good. Alicia, in her own crazy way, <laughs> adds Sasha to the team, and Bailey looks distressed. Bailey get added to this match next week, or is it going to be some kind of swerve? Uh, no, it'll be somebody else. Be I mean, please let it be somebody else so that... You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Or, or she, she does, but then she screws up or something. Like, let this be the thing that propels us toward mm -hmm. the inevitable Sasha and Bailey turn on each other thing. Um, because the super buddy-buddy, super chummy promo backstage leading to Sasha being added to the team, but Bailey not, that's, the, that's story progression. And if you just leave that behind and let Bailey get on the team for, you know, like, unceremoniously, and then nothing happens at Survivor Series. It's like, how long can we draw this out before nobody cares when they actually turn on each other? Uh, I'm hoping that it's soon and impactful when it does happen. Um, but I did love Bailey's look that she realized that she wasn't on the team, and it was just so sad. It was like, that's good. Maybe it's, maybe you can get broken, Bailey. I'm I'm all about it. Something, anything. I at this point, I don't care who turns her or. Sasha, but one of them need to. Backstage, Bo Dallas is trying to pump up the Miz Taraj. Kurt Axel's like, nah, bro, you just need to run. <laughs> just run. I, well, I loved it. To be fair, Bo did run later, right into yeah. the fist of Braun Strowman. Yes. He sold that punch like a million bucks. You would have never known that he had Ebola like three weeks ago. He's 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 great. He's really, really, really great at selling that kind of stuff and has been for years since he's been on the main roster. Um, his, sell, his selling is fantastic. I think I'm going to do a Fightful Books it hopefully this month. I may do it members only, so go over and register for free at Fightful.com. 
for uh, Fightful Books at Bo Dallas's WrestleMania moment. Nice. That's what I, that's what I think I'll do. Register at Fightful.com because initially that will be members only. Uh, Got to give something a little extra to the members besides those sweet forums, which you all should be using every day. Every day. Braun Strowman beats up Miz real bad. That's a, and he throws mm-hmm. him around like a sack of duty, like all day yeah. long. Kane comes yeah. out to confront Braun. He gets beaten up too. <laughs> now, now here's Braun, the best thing. You threw me in a garbage truck. <laughs> you can't kill me. You can't. You can't kill me. I'm like yes, no, nobody can kill you. You're invincible. You're you're the deathless one. Um, I. Uh, Braun just being picked up on Mike yelling stuff at people during that, like where he, where Curtis Axel was kind of creeping up on him, trying to stop him from beating up Miz on the outside. And he turns around and, and yell, yells at Axel, yeah. you didn't learn your lesson last week, punk. I'm like this, he's just great. He's so great. I want it mic'd up like, like in the NFL on the sidelines, just everything that he says should be recorded for posterity. Um, yeah, Kane comes out and Kane picked a fight with the wrong dude, but I, I did like the Kane sit up after the, uh, power slam. Uh, I like that they're extending this, but, um, yeah, no, uh, Braun is, here's the thing that I didn't realize. And I, I, I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier. His like raise the arms and, and yell thing is going to get so over. Oh, as yeah. a thing. It is. They, they all strained him with him. Oh, oh, I'm saying like tonight was the first time I saw it. Yeah, I'm like the the sometimes the the English crowds are really avant garde. They start stuff, you know. Like the first time I I ever actually heard, maybe maybe they were doing it forever before, but the first time I really ever heard John Cena sucks. John yeah. Cena sucks. That was in that was in London or something. So like they they and now it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's really cool that the, like that's a thing that as a babyface. When he does that and the crowd does it along with him, that's going to be gigantic. I I can't tell you how much I love the idea that they're finally acknowledging that we love this man and they're booking him so that we can cheer for him. That's sure. great. When do you think they pay this off, before or after Survivor Series? With Kane? During... There's no yeah. way Braun isn't eliminated because he's chasing Kane to the back. The yeah, oh, way- yeah, that's happening. We know that's the old Undertaker cop-out yeah. spot. That's that's what they're doing there. They, they, they had him get copped out by James Ellsworth last because year. Because big dudes, big dudes are dumb, and they get eliminated that way. That's just so, how it happens. That's how it happens, yeah. Uh, otherwise, why wouldn't Braun Strowman just destroy everyone on Team SmackDown, run through it, like never tag out and just – Destroy everyone. Why would Dude, that's that what I do. That's if if you really want to get over the next guy, I have nobody else tagged into that match, and he runs through them all in five minutes. Quality? I don't know about that, but yeah. But just realistic, kill everybody. Just have him kill everybody. Yeah. Sacrifice yeah. the entire roster for this one guy. Bobby Roode got, got a shot against Braun Strowman. I mean, you've sacrificed the entire roster for people who. Couldn't get over. Why not do it for one that, that can? Yeah. Okay, maybe I wouldn't go that yeah. far, but um, yeah, I'd have him have a huge presence there. Enzo Amore cuts a really long promo. I thought it was hilarious because yeah. it was so long and because he didn't he didn't breathe, Alex. No, he just kept, it was rambling. Uh, he he lost track of who he was supposed to be talking as, like the little kid or himself or. Somebody else, and um, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. A lot of people hated it, but I would get that was the point. Like to get you'd really hate him, um, especially for the live crowd to really hate him. So that the payoff was going to be gigantic, and it was. Yeah. So Kalisto interrupts. He swings his arms in the air and chants "Lucha." He looks so damn dorky when he does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super dorky. And as he sits ringside, Pete Dunne's music hits. 
And I think yep. Kurt's music was supposed to hit. <laughs> Me too. Kurt's yep. music was probably supposed to hit because Kurt comes out in the middle and says, here he is, Pete Dunn. If I'm Pete Dunn, I'm, I don't know, sawed off tosser or whatever the hell they say over there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Right. What, whatever. Yeah. Um, we got Pete Dunn with Poor Dunn production. Yeah, yeah. Enzo gets suplexed on the apron. This is really simple stuff. Enzo has an awesome-looking face crusher out of this seated submission, like where he's got an arm hooked and he's throwing forearms. Like, I haven't seen that before. Maybe I've missed it on 205 Live or something like that. I haven't but, seen it. But it also seems like the kind of thing that Pete Dunn would go up to him earlier in the night and say, hey, do this to me, guy. I've got so many yeah. moves you can have one. <laughs> uh it does seem like that. Dunn wins with one of his really cool moves, the bitter end. Yeah. This was cool. This yeah. is the right spot to put him in. I don't yeah. know yet if he's going to be around full time or if it's a one off. But um, this was a, very. This yeah, was, I don't, what, what more could you ask for? Right. Well, we'll see what the reaction is, you know, as far as, I don't know. YouTube views or whatever in the States, stuff like that. Because, I mean, he's super, super over in, in the UK because he's supposed to be. But, yeah. I mean, if they're not doing anything with these guys as an actual show or whatever, and they're not actually, which they should have done, bringing them over and making them full-time NXT members, then there's some cool stuff that you could do with this. You know I mean? Yeah. Especially because, especially because you have um, uh, Pete Dunne, and a lot of the guys in the UK roster are under 205 pounds. You can have them show up like they're going to tomorrow night at 205 Live and do a couple of things. You know, my, my thought, like this is a thing I actually tweeted, and I retweeted it tonight. Um, at one point, uh, Jack Gallagher, back when he was a babyface, was like, my goal is to hold the UK championship and the Cruiserweight title simultaneously. And yeah. I had an idea. I looked ahead and I said, the next time these guys are on Raw – uh, R.I.P., you know, in the division, Neville mm -hmm. versus Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn versus Jack Gallagher, four-on-four four elimination match, uh, four-way elimination match, winner take both belts. I think that would, especially if you did it tonight in front of this crowd, that would have, you know, blown the whole roof off the place. So, but I'm still saying there's, a, there's enough crossover there that you'd be kind of cool to see guys hold both belts. Honestly, when I read that Pete Dunne was coming in and challenging Enzo Amore, for some reason my brain was like, oh, cool, he wins the title tonight. I was like, oh, no, it's a non-title match. But I still would much rather see Pete Dunne have the Cruiserweight title than Kalisto. So maybe maybe there's a chance of that happening because that would be much better in my book. But Yeah, Kalisto is one of the most popcorn fart like yeah. challengers. Because, I mean – Think about think about the possibility of a Pete Dunne versus Cedric Alexander feud, a Pete Dunne versus Mustafa Ali feud. Like these are things that you could do on Two Hundred Five Live that would that sure. for the purists who are really the people who watch Two Hundred Five Live. Let's yeah, you get a lot of casual fans saying, they "Let would, me catch that that Rich Swan versus Grand Metalik match." Unfortunately, right? Yeah, I think uh, the good good spot to put him in. It exposes him to. The Raw viewers, it gets him a win right. in front of the Raw viewers. Enzo ain't hurt. Enzo's right. thing is he's like super worker and beats everybody. That's not him. He's a loud mouth on the mic that sometimes gets some wins. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. It fits Enzo real well. And this fit Pete Dunn real well. The only person I didn't understand how they fit into it. Well, I didn't understand how Kurt fit into it either. But Kalisto... Well, yeah, because because he still got the match versus Enzo yeah. at at Survivor Series, so he's just there to gloat because Enzo lost to this guy who's not even on the roster. Yeah. What it felt like to me, which is like, no, I'm I would like to see Pete Dunn kick your ass, Kalisto. If they're not going to you know have I mean? Pete Dunn uh, on Raw, I would love for him to like just pop up on SmackDown and be like, I'm exploring my options, type of thing. That yeah. way, then if you don't bring him back to Raw. You can just say, I didn't like either one of your offers. I'll keep wrestling around the world and NXT and right. stuff like that. And he can just play that off. Yeah. I'm on, think, honestly wondering how many of the casuals 
are finding out for the first time tonight that there is such a thing as the United States, cha- the UK champion. You know what I mean? Like, because because you know they, he hasn't been on Raw yet. Like they haven't really mentioned much about tournament and all that kind of stuff. It was back in January. If you were taking a month off. You might not have yeah. even known that was this guy even existed in any capacity. Raw Tag Team Championships. We have new champions. Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the Shield to win the titles. Ambrose and Rollins flying all over the place. Uh, like Rollins has really switched up his style to reflect that yeah. of the old Shield Seth Rollins. What do you think about yeah. that? I love it. I, I I love it, and I even I even like Dean Ambrose. Like, there's the thing is that Dean Ambrose outside of the Shield, he just felt to me like he was just watered down version of, uh, you know, this that kind of a wacky guy. But in is that uh, your cat? It is my cat. It's my What's cat. What's its name? Yeah, his name is Simon. He's a cute Simon. little cat. Yeah. Well, sorry, He's Simon, you're not getting paid for this appearance. No, sorry, buddy. I thought, um, but for yeah, sure, I, I, I thought for sure Ambrose was going to hit his rebound lariat. Of all the times, I thought he was yeah, going to hit it when Sheamus was knocking him into the second rope. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he did. But he did do his, his other variation, which is to be thrown toward the apron from the outside and do the swing around legs thing while sitting on the apron, which I kind of hate. But I, I, I do love him. Why did that, though? I know. It's, it's, been, it's been a while. Uh, I do love him as being the unhinged, wacky, crazy guy and Seth Rollins saying, dude, chill in all their promos. I kind of I, – I like that. Like, like understand – you got to understand Dean. He's nuts, but I love him. Like, that kind of a thing is really cool. Uh, I don't know yet because it feels like forever since Roman Reigns has been out, like, what, what their dynamic is really going to be. So, once he's back um, – but uh, this this match kicked all kinds of ass. As they were going down near the end where there were like crazy double team moves with the, your kickouts and near falls and all that stuff, this was great. All of it was very, very good and totally unexpected. I did not think that they were really going to give this much away uh, in this match between these two teams again. Because they've had some good matches in the past, the pay-per-views, but this might have been their best. I thought it was interesting that Cesaro and Sheamus used that double crucifix bomb since the Bludgeon Brothers are now using it as their finish. Are they? On SmackDown, yeah. Uh, uh, but they did hit it into the ring barricade. Yeah, yikes. Hot damn. Hot damn, man. We get a great series of finishing moves that don't actually finish anybody. False finishes. Then New Day's music hit. And I mean, it's like, well, Big E's voice hit. He's like, oh, yes. Manchester. And like about 20 seconds into this, Michael Cole goes, oh, my God, it's New Day. Who the f- – who did you think it was? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Is Kalisto know. back it's... out here? <laughs> <laughs> There's an interruption in the crowd. This is highly illogical. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, that was really bad. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was funny. Thought this whole thing was funny to me. The funniest thing to me, and I, somebody might know this, the answer to this question. They cut to backstage, and it's Kurt Angle, Heath Slater, and Rhino. And for a second, I was like, I hope this is all he brings with him out to the ring. Like that's all he could find as backup was Heath Slater and Rhino. But no, because bursting through a door is Braun. And Kurt Angle says, Braun, you go that way. And, and Braun walks in the opposite direction of the ring. And everyone else, the entire Raw roster, comes down to the ring. So what I want to know is, where was Kurt sending Braun? And to what end? Wouldn't that be the guy that you want leading the charge down to the ring? Uh, I don't know where Braun is. Like, he's into the parking lot, like, for safekeeping or something. I don't know what this was, uh, but uh, the whole deal was funny. Uh, and as they said, Roman's showing up next week on Raw. So it's looking mighty much like we're getting a New Day versus the Shield three-on-three match. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. I mean, there's no doubt Shield's going to win. The Raw locker room emptied. Sheamus bro kicked Rollins. Sheamus and Cesaro win. So... It looks like Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos, and I say that because 
the Usos have had baby face tendencies lately. Yeah. Like they've done nothing heelish the last couple of weeks. And Gable and Jordan have been just straight up dicks. Yeah. Just dicks. Double turn. Yeah. And I think fans do want to like the Usos. They it's hard to dislike them sometimes with some of the things they do. So I think that's the way that's going. I would would not be surprised if for some reason Charlotte and Natalia switch spots and Charlotte ends up with the women's title on SmackDown. That's what I would do anyway. And then I'd have Charlotte beat Alexa Bliss because that's more of a marquee match. And that Survivor Series match doesn't necessarily need Charlotte. Plus, if you're going to have Raw win that match, it's better to have Natalia on the losing team than Charlotte to begin with because then you don't have to beat Charlotte. It, It makes too much sense. But when I say that, it probably won't happen. Right. No, anything that makes sense is probably not likely. That's why um, I don't like to do the fightful uh, fightful books it because I like to make sense and they yeah. don't always do that. No, right. This is yeah, exactly. Um but I I'm I'm super down with a um new day in this iteration because because they're they're all bringing it every time they get in the ring against the shield. Now, the Shield's going to win, but it's going to be a lot of fun getting there um, uh, because otherwise the alternative had been New Day's not on the card, and um, Seth and Dean probably beat the Usos, and Roman gets into the Survivor Series singles, um, the Survivor Series men's match, and winds up eliminating everybody. Uh, so I'd much rather watch... Um, what was what promises to be a, a, a fantastic New Day versus Shield event match? Because really, I mean, as far as the trios go, like who's who's bigger than that in the history of the WWE? You know, like these are like so that's a that's a giant match. But the fact that they like had to wait until like the last week before Survivor Series to promote it, like feels like oh hey. Why aren't we doing this? We should totally do this. Figure out a way of doing this. Uh, it feels kind of a, a, a tacked on, but I, I'm not going to complain because I, I really looking. If this match gets booked, it might be the match I'm looking forward to the most on this card. So I want to ask you your thoughts on this. I am under the assumption and the theory. The WWE often will do things like this, like the Pete Dunne debut, like the title change, like momentous happenings earlier in the afternoon because when they tape the show because they know that people will find out about it and they hope people tune in. Uh-huh. Do you think that method works? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, it, is it – I want to see how this happened – is that bigger than I want to see if this happens? You know what I mean? Like, t- t- for example, tomorrow night, AJ versus Jinder, there's a lot of talk about why would you do this now because you just you just said last week it's gonna be, it was going to be AJ versus Rusev. Then, like, two days later, you said, no, nah, no, nah, just kidding. It's going to be AJ versus Jinder for the title. I mean, does it make it more or less likely that they would actually do a title change Hours earlier, when they know everyone in the States is going to hear about it ahead of time, there won't be that big surprise factor. But if I hear that AJ is going to beat Jinder, damn sure bet I'm going to tune in. But, yeah, you know, so I guess that's I guess that's the truth. I mean, I guess that is that they want to do it ahead of time, get a little tease in there and let, get you, a, you know, what your appetite. Um, but I, I, I'll say this. I'm rooting for AJ tomorrow. Uh, AJ versus AJ AJ versus Brock is a once in a lifetime event match, and and Brock versus Jinder is a snooze fest that I I would not watch if I was not paid to watch WWE Network. You know what I mean? Like if I was not paid to watch the the pay per view and then have a have a, a podcast about it, I just would like not really pay attention to it. Like be in my phone because it's going to be terrible. But AJ versus Brock, are you kidding me? Are you that's, kidding yeah, that's me? A, that's something I'm interested in. I am. Uh, guys, We a little 
scheduling for tomorrow. We have the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow. Former UFC lightweight champion Frankie Edgar will appear on the show. Uh, Wednesday, The List and your boy at 3 p.m. Eastern. Of course, we have the post-Smackdown show tomorrow night. I'm going to do a news update on the, the impact seat filling, paying thing, and I'm going to be mean about it. <laughs> there really is no other alternative. Yeah. I mean, and now, you know, I could see, I saw the tweets from some of the people in Impact, and it was, I, I feel like I was the only damn, damn guy who covered the thing. So I, like, yeah. I assumed that they were tar- talking about me when they said reporters and bloggers and stuff. I didn't see a whole hell of a lot of other ones saying anything, much right. less negative things about the show. But, I mean, it just, I didn't like it. If you liked it, that's cool, man. But, as I tweeted yesterday, if you've never been called a dumbass mark before in your life, go go post a negative review of Impact because it is it is insane what people will defend. It's okay, it's not that insane. I live in America, man. It's not right. that insane. No. But there's there's just so many things like and I'll give you all a little taste. Subscribe on YouTube because some of these are YouTube exclusives and they go on our fightful.com articles. By the way, guys, visit fightful.com. Uh Early and often. That way I can become hashtag water slide rich. New Japan doesn't like Impact Wrestling. One of the reasons is because Impact Wrestling dressed Okada up as the goddamn Green Hornet. Or as what? Kato from the Green Hornet? Yeah. yeah. Now he wasn't the Okada that he is now, but they wanted him to do stuff. Uh, it didn't work out that well with Sonata either. And Scott Demore stopped by the New Japan locker room a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and apologized in person to Okada about how he was treated and assured them they would uh, do better. Last night, they had a Taya Rosemary match that was canceled. So to fill in for that, they brought in Tyson Dukes, a, a familiar Canadian name, and Ta- <laughs> uh, Taiji Ishimori. And during that match, about 40% of it was used to show drunk Laurel Van Ness in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Sounds like real progress. And I'm a Laurel Van Ness fan. I like her mm-hmm. work. Very good. She'll be in WWE probably. If she's not in WWE within two years, I would be shocked. Right. And I'm talking main roster. Yeah, not not a... Not a good thing. Somebody asked what Super Chat is. That is a way you all can donate. I just never push it. If Jimmy tells me, push the Super Chat, encourage donations, then I'll do that. You all are welcome to, as always. You're welcome to follow Alex at Pawlowski the 4th, or is it 5th? I don't know how many. 4th. 4th. Okay. You're like, I like how you say that like a 5th. 5th would just be too much. Ugh. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. You can follow us at Fightful Online. We got all your coverage at Fightful.com, my friends. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.